Let's do that hockey. Welcome back to Dauber Prospects Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Harling, and this is another World Junior 2021 preview episode. And this time I'm talking Team Finland, and I am very pleased to be joined by Marco Bambino. He is the Finnish base scout for the USHL's Chicago Steel. He is a European scout with me for McKean's Hockey. And you can follow him on Twitter at Marco underscore Bombino, or you can follow his Finnish junior hockey account at capital F-I-N-J-R-H-O-C-K-E-Y, and FinnishJuniorHockey.com is the website for that. Uh, Marco Bombino, welcome to back to the podcast. I don't think this is your first time on the show, so good to have you on, man. Yeah, it's my second time. Thanks for the opportunity to join you again here great to be talking with you about the Finnish team yeah it's it's my pleasure and Finland is uh one of the teams uh that always that I always cheer for at the world juniors of, of course being a Canadian I'm I'm all in on team Canada but I just love the the way Finland hockey plays um there's so many of the prospects that they have that I like to own in fantasy hockey and it's a much smaller country, so your ability to produce world-class talent with a, a lower population is is really impressive. Uh, and you know, Finland is just a country that I've always wanted to visit to. Um, so let's talk about the teams this selection camp process this year for the World Juniors. And I kind of want to start with a couple of really prominent omissions from the team and two players that. I'm really shocked didn't make the team and quite frankly I'm disappointed and I was looking forward to watching them for my fantasy hockey leagues because I've got the first overall pick and I really wanted to watch Aturatu play and I own Patrick Pustola in one of my other leagues and I really wanted to see him play so let's talk about why these guys didn't make the cut what can you tell me about that well I think neither of them has been very strong this season compared to what were what was expected from them. But I am surprised, especially about Puistola, because although he hasn't been that impressive this season, he's still been playing against men, and uh, he's shown flashes of some really good skill and offensive abilities, and I think the expectations for Aturatu were even higher, he's been anticipated to go very high in next year's NHL draft. And uh, I think when I I watch him play, he's been pretty good, but he can still improve a lot. And I think even though he wasn't named to the team, he's going to have some extra motivation from this. And he's going to, I think he's going to be even stronger after after the player assumes in Finland. Yeah, um, so Patrick Pustola was on the team last year as a underage player, and he produced over a point per game. He had eight points in seven games for them, but I guess it's what have you done for me lately. He's only got six points in 19 games this season in the Liga. 
what kind of a role has he had? Is he is he not getting a lot of ice time, or is he getting the ice time and he's just not producing? Well, I think uh, his role hasn't his role hasn't been particularly big on that team. But on the other hand, uh, the team hasn't JIYP hasn't been very strong this season, so it's hard to stand out, and uh, it's been kind of stuck on the lower lines. But uh, I am still surprised that he's not on the Finnish team for the World Juniors. Yeah, I feel like they might uh, they might miss his his offensive chops and his ability to, to score some, some goals for them. Um, and as far as Atu Ratu goes, and he made the team last year too, as a, as a double underage player. And, yes. you know, he didn't, didn't shine. He only had three points, but I mean, Hey, three points in seven games for a 17 year old at the world juniors is pretty impressive. And I think that the, I haven't, I don't watch him play a lot, but the gist I've got is pretty much since then, his play has been um, maybe not in decline, but not progressing. Would you say that's safe or would you say he's actually in decline or just not developing? Well, I think this season he's been more or less the same player that he was last season. Uh, and in, at the, But at the World Juniors, he was really good. He formed, uh, formed a very good line with his brother Aku and Samporanta on the fourth line. And like you said, he had a few points. But I, I, I was ex- I've been expecting more from him as of late. Yeah, so you say it's just a lack of development. It's not that he's regressing. He's just not progressing at the rate that's going to keep him as the first overall pick in the 21 draft. Yeah, that's what I think. I think he's still going to be a high pick in the draft, but not sure if he's still uh, likely to go as the first overall pick. All right. So let's uh, let's start talking about some players that that we are going to see at the World Juniors should uh, should the tournament be a go, and I've been liking to start in goal. So Finland's going with two 19-year-olds and one 18-year-old this year. They've named Joel Blomqvist uh, and a couple other players who I'm really not familiar with at all: Kari Peronen and Rupe Tapinen. Um, so the only drafted player out of the group is the 18-year-old uh, Joel Blomqvist. Pittsburgh Penguins draft in the last draft, 2020, and he was a pretty high one, second round, 52nd overall. Uh, looks to me like, from what I know about these players, which is uh, nothing about the other two, is Joel Blomquist going to be the starting goalie in this tournament as an 18-year-old? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I've been very impressed with his development over the last few seasons, and uh, I think he's a technically sound goalie, he shows a calm and relaxed style in net. Uh, he performs well in pressure situations. Uh, he's also a very good skater, and his rebound control, I think, is very good for his age. And the other two goalies, Kari Piron and Rope Taponen, both have been playing well in Finland's second highest league this season. Uh, I really like the progress of Piroinen in particular. He's been showing much better lately. And 
but Tapon has also been a solid goalie for his team, and I think uh, one of them will be a very capable backup for the Finns, and I don't think that the goaltending will be an issue for them. Okay, it does kind of lack the uh, the prominent uh, pedigree household names. Uh, Joe Blomquist comes the closest, being a second-round pick in this past draft. But that's okay, as long as the goaltending is adequate and the team has a good defense and can put some pucks in the net. Uh, so I'll be looking to see how Blomquist does. And between the other two backup goalies, uh, one of the things about this podcast is it, it, you know, it has a fantasy hockey slant to it. And a lot of the people over here in North America watch the World Juniors for opportunities to find players who are either drafted or undrafted that might uh, be able to sneak onto their fantasy radar. Are either of the other two options in Kari Parani and uh, uh, Rupe Tapanen, are either one of those guys, I mean, they're undrafted two times now, uh, they're free agents, but could either of them be a, a double overage draftee player or sign as a free agent, uh, be late bloomers as goaltenders tend to sometimes be, and uh, and have some fantasy hockey value? Well, I think that they could be very solid uh, free agent signings in a few years. Uh, I don't think that either of them will be selected in next year's draft either, but they have some good abilities and uh, they are both promising regardless of not being having been drafted. And uh, I think that in a couple of years, they have a good chance to play a lot in Finland's first league, the, the Liga, and they could really emerge in some time. Right, so they, they have the potential to be a future Yusa Sanunen? Yeah, I think so. All right. Okay, so that's interesting. I'll be keeping my eye on that. Let's, um, let's talk a little bit about their defense. Uh, they went with three goalies, eight defense, and probably 14 forwards. I didn't count it up. Uh, and they've got a number of 18-year-old defensemen. They've got more 18-year-olds than 19. Only three players on their of their eight are 19-year-olds, and that's alternate captains uh, Santeri Hataka. I'm not very familiar with him. And Miko Kokkonen, a Toronto Maple Leafs prospect. And then Vili Hanola, Winnipeg Jets. Uh, so let's talk about who their, their top pairing defensemen are going into this tournament. Um, for me, it looks like it would be Hanola and Kokkonen. Is, is that uh, your assessment as well, or, or am I missing someone? Well, I think that Hanola will be on the first pairing, but I would put him with Topi Niemela the Toronto Maple Leafs draft pick. I thought they played really well together in in, an, in a U20 national team tournament in July. I attended that tournament and I really liked what they brought to the game uh, together. Uh, they're both really intelligent with the puck and they just seem to have good chemistry together. So I could see them together again at the World Juniors. Sure, that would allow them to um, to split up Hanola and, um, and Kokonen. Yeah, so another Toronto, Toronto, two Toronto Maple Leafs prospects here in the top four. Uh, who would be the, the other fourth 
option there that you'd be looking at to play in that top four on a regular basis, or will they cycle through there? Well, I could see Kasper Putio in the top four, uh, a Fola Panthers prospect who returned to Finland and plays for Karpat in the top league and the U20s. Uh, I really like his mobility and puck moving abilities. He's a smart player. He sees the ice well and uh, has the versatility to play in any situation. And uh, I think he could really fit nicely on the second pairing with Kokkonen, for example. Right. Okay. So he's a Florida Panthers fifth round pick from this past draft, 153rd overall. Um, so you're putting him ahead of two other 2020 draft prospects in um, Emil Vero and Matthias. Uh, my Finnish pronunciation, it really struggles sometimes here, Marco. So correct me if I'm wrong, but Matthias Rajniemi? Yeah, I would put him ahead of them, but I wouldn't be surprised if Vero is eventually on the second pairing or that they will be rotating. But I just think that Putio has really progressed nicely this season and uh, it, it really looks like that he has improved a lot since he played in the WHL. And uh, I really wouldn't be surprised if he earns a big role on that Finnish team. So all the players for the Finnish defense are all playing this season in the Liga, um, according to my research. Uh, so that means that he's playing as an 18-year-old in a men's professional league, coming from the WHL last year, as you mentioned, and progressing quite nicely. Um, that bodes well for the Florida Panthers. Uh, I don't feel like they have a tremendous record of, of developing players, but hopefully if he stays out of their AHL system, he'll be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, be between the two Toronto Maple Leafs prospects defensemen, because I, I feel like a lot of Leaf fans listen to this prospect, what are some things we should be looking at for what kind of players they have with uh, Topi Niemela and Miko Kokkinen? Well, I think Niemela is a very talented offensive defenseman. He's very mobile and uh, he's very mature for his age as well. Uh, He's smooth with the puck, he can carry it or give precise passes to the forwards. Uh, he has a pretty good shot as well, he gets it past the first defender. Uh, I just think that uh, when he gets stronger and gains more experience at the pro level, that I, I think he's going to be a really good defenseman. I'm, he will become more a more complete player and I think he will eventually earn his opportunity to play in the NHL. And Kokkonen, I think, is more defensive-minded. He's so smart and is a very solid defender. Not really the most, the quickest or most agile defenseman, but he can keep up with the most skilled forwards. And I think that he's going to be a big part of that of this Finnish team. He's a good leader. He has those attributes that you want to see in a leadership role. And I think he's going to probably he's probably going to have a, going to be an alternate captain for the Finns this year. Right on. And l tell me a little bit about um, Ruben Rafkin. He is. Uh... 
he went undrafted in the past draft here. And uh, McKean's had him ranked 104th, and I'm sure you had a lot to do with getting him on their rankings. Um, what can we look for from Ruben Rafkin? What's his game all like? And will he play on this roster? And is he a, a strong candidate as a draft plus one player going into this coming draft? I think he's a strong candidate to be drafted next year. Uh, I think he's a very physical defenseman. He shows grit and uh, the willingness to pay the price to win one-on-one battles. He can move the puck up the ice well, has a strong shot from the point. Uh, I think he's a good all-around defenseman who can do a little bit of everything. I think he will have a bigger role on the Finnish team, World Juniors team next year. He will, he will still be available that time. And I think he's probably going to be on the third or fourth pairing this year. Right. So he's, uh, he's an O2 born. He's only 18. So he'll get another crack at this roster for sure. Um, right. So do you think, sorry, did you say he'll get more ice time next year, but what are you expecting for him to get this year? Um, alternate games, miss a few games, play in a bottom bottom six pairing when he is in the lineup? I think he's going to play on the bottom, bottom six pairing, and I would expect him to handle the defensive situations well, and he could probably possibly chip in offensively and make some plays in the offensive zone. All right. Okay, so let's now talk about uh, the forward roster a little bit. And I think the, for me, the most interesting player out of all of their, their, their entire roster is Brad Lambert. 17-year-old, uh, potential first overall pick in the 2022 draft, made this roster. And uh, I'm excited to see him play. Um he has a lot of potential to be the the first Finnish pick uh, to go first overall in an NHL draft. This will be his first go at the World Juniors. Um, let's talk a little bit about what his play looks like. Well, obviously, he's an exceptionally skilled player. I really like his ability to create offense. He has excellent puck skills, a terrific shot he can shoot in stride or score from further out with goalies cleanly. Uh, I think this season he has improved a lot defensively and become stronger in board and corner battles. He doesn't give up, give the puck up easily and he goes into situations really hard and wants to win pucks. Uh, I think he could be Possibly on the second or, or third line, I would expect that at the World Juniors. And I really hope that we're going to see him on the power play because he's the kind of a player that can really surprise defensemen and make some ski, highly skilled and crafty plays. So I really look forward to watching him at the World Juniors. You and me both. I love when you have young players that uh, have an opportunity to 
to get some minutes at the World Junior uh, and aren't aren't shrinking violets in the limelight and the pressure of that tournament. So I'll be keeping a keen eye on on how he can do there as a 17-year-old and uh, especially if he gets um, second line and power play opportunities. Uh, this could be this could be very exciting and it's something that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, they have another uh, underage player. That would be 18-year-old Samuel Hellenius. He is a 2021 draft eligible prospect. He's also a center. Um, what kind of opportunity will can we expect from him? And where do you forecast him for the draft? Well, I think at the World Juniors, he could be a really solid uh, fourth-line center. I think that will be his role. And I think he could have power uh, PK penalty killing time as well. Uh, I think he's got could be a, a second round pick in the draft. I've been following his development for a few years already, and his skating has improved a lot. He's he has smoothed out his stride and has improved his quickness. He's a big, very big, strong center. He reads the game well. He knows where to go on the ice to be effective. Uh, he has good scoring touch around the net. Uh, knows how to get open. And he's been very impressive in the Liga this season. He's been doing his job well. And I think with the way he's been improving lately, he could be a really solid NHL center for years to come. Yeah, he's got great size. He's six foot six, two hundred pounds, and in eighteen games this season, he's put up eight points. Um, got a lot of penalty minutes. So if you're in a bangers and mash kind of league, uh, he might have a little bit of higher value for you there. Um, yeah. I'm thinking he's that a, he's a pretty physical player, so so I think he could provide some value in fantasy hockey because of that. Rack up some minute, penalty minutes. Right on. Uh, looking at where he's projected to go, um, a lot of people are ranking him in the second round, early in the second, anywhere between 60 and 80. Uh, is that where you currently would project him to go, or do you have him higher or lower? Well, I think the middle second round would be my... Uh, estimation at this point in time. That's, I think, where he could go. I don't, th- I don't see uh, first round potential in him, but I think in the second round he would be a really good pick for an NHL club. Nice, nice. So there's someone who I will definitely be keeping an eye on in this tournament. Uh, so let's talk about uh, Anton Lundell. I think it's a slam dunk that he'll be their first line center. Um, he's 19 year old. He's the captain on the team. He's the only forward on their team that is a NHL first round drafted player. He went 12th overall in 2020 to the Florida Panthers. Um, he's a really good, solid two way player. Uh, he's a player. His draft profile they suggested that he's one of the, if not the most. NHL-ready players for the draft after Alexi Lafreniere. Um, so the fantasy knock on him has been that, you know, he's he's more two-way player. And uh, fantasy people tend to 
lean to more towards the offensive juggernauts. Um, it, could this be an opportunity where we see Anton Lundell in a first line center capacity have the coaching staff say, you know what, we're we're going to need you to score some points here. You're a good defensive player, and we need you to be that for us. But we also need you to score some points for us here. Could this be an opportunity for him to um, to showcase his skill level? Yeah, I think it will absolutely be. Uh, he's been already playing really well in the Liga for IFK Helsinki. He's been scoring a lot of goals, uh, and I think he will be relied upon to do the same at the World Juniors. Like you said, he's a, a very good two-way player, but I really like his offensive abilities as well. He has a very good shot. He can score from mid-range or further out. Uh, and he's a very responsible player. Uh, his skating has improved a lot. I think compared to last season, he's looking much more quicker. And uh, his stride has is more smooth now. Uh, I think he's, he's going to be he's definitely going to be a first line, first line center for the Finnish team, and the ex- expectations are high for, on him for sure. Yeah, he's got 17 games this season under his belt, and 12 goals, as you mentioned, which is which is very impressive. Um, so who will he have on his wings? Um, what has been the selection camp process for for Finland? Have they had some scrimmages where they've had an opportunity to play against each other and, and have some lineup combinations or practicing? Um, do you have any insight as to or predictions as to who his, his wingers might be on the first line? Well, they haven't had uh, scrimmages lately. They haven't been playing like intra-squad games for a while, but based on what I've seen before, I think that I would predict that his wingers would be Roni Hirvonen and Kasper Simon Taival. Because I think uh, Simon Taival would, would be really good on the right wing. Uh, he's a very skilled goal scorer and Lundell can definitely move the puck well, so Simon Taival could be very effective, and uh, Hirvonen would be a player that kind of uh, balances the line. He's a very smart, responsible player, but he also has the puck skills and skating ability to play with guys like Lundell and Simon Taival. So I would put those three on the first line. All right. So Ronnie Hirovinen is another Toronto Maple Leafs um, prospect. They picked him in the second round of 2020, 59th overall. And Casper Simon Tavail is a Los Angeles Kings third round pick from this past draft. Um, so that would be an interesting line. Hirovinen, Lundahl, and Simon, I can't pronounce his name right. Simon Tavail. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Feel free to correct me when I mispronounce these players' names, please. Um, I'm not sure how that ranks up to some of the other powerhouses offensively and the depth that um, the, you see on teams like uh, USA and, and Canada. And uh, the Swedish top line looking like Niederback, Raymond, and Holtz. Uh Maybe you're more familiar with these players and you can kind of give me a better perspective on that if 
if I'm off a little bit, do you think that they can keep up offensively with some of the other top teams? Well, I think they have enough offensive firepower and uh, they have good skaters, many good skaters on the, the Finnish team has. And uh, I think they will be able to compete offensively. I don't see that being an issue for them. Uh, the the center depth is pretty good because they have uh, Lundell, then Juuso Pärssinen, a Nashville Predators prospect, Henry Nikkanen, uh, he's a Winnipeg Jets, Jets draft pick, and Helenius, who we talked about before. I could, be, I could see those four being the centers on this team. Perhaps they could have more uh, scoring ability on the wing, but I think that the offensive is capable of scoring goals and uh, playing a good puck possession game. Uh, yeah, so speaking of their centers, um, their positions as as listed on elite prospects, you've got centers being uh, Samuel Hellenius, Ronnie Hironen, Brad Lambert, Anton Lundell, Matthias Mantiviki? Mantukivi. Mantukivi. Uh, Henry Nikkinen, Yusuf Parsonainen, like, they can't all play center, and they've all made the team. So some of these guys are going to have to switch to the wing. Um, so you're looking at uh, Lundell, Hellenius, and uh, Yusuf Parsonainen? Yes, and Henry Nikkinen. Interesting. So everyone well, else... I, Lambert has been playing on the wing for the large part of the season, at least based on what I've seen. And I also think that Hirvonen will be on the wing because he played majority of the past season, that position. And uh, Mantukivi is also capable of playing on the wing. Uh, so I think the four that we that I mentioned before, will be the centers. All right. So we've established the, 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 the center depth down the middle and the top two wingers. Who do you see rounding out the top six on the wings for Finland then? I would, I would expect that uh, Robo Järventie and Brad Lambert will be on the, second, on the wings in the second line. Järventie has been very impressive this season. He's a really good goal scorer. Uh, he can score in many ways. He's very smart in the offensive zone. He gets into spots where he can be a scoring threat. Uh, for his size, he's a very good skater. Uh, he's a very fluid and uh, quick skater. He's dangerous in offensive transitions. And I think he's also starting to play a more complete game. It's a very good prospect, and I really like this pick for the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, the Sens picked him up in early in the second round um, in the 2020 draft. Um, I think he was 32nd or somewhere around there. So he was one of their very early picks. And I remember Twitter kind of poo-pooing the pick a little bit, thinking that they could have gone with some some better options. But you really like that pick, eh? You, you think it's it's on the money and and not a reach at that spot? Yeah, and I don't think that's a reach because he's been developing 
immensely over the last few seasons. He was excellent in Finland's second highest league last year, and now he's putting up points with Ilves in the Liga. And I really believe that he could play in the NHL in a few years. And once he arrives in the league, I think he could be in a big role, in an offensive role where he can produce points. All right. So that makes him fantasy relevant for sure. And playing in a top six role at the World Juniors for Finland uh, bodes well for that upside. Uh, so there's a player for fantasy hockey scouts to keep an eye on. And let's circle back to a, a player that you mentioned that we didn't really kind of deep dive on too much. Yuso Parsonainen, uh, Nashville Predators uh, seventh round pick. So he was one of the very last players picked in the draft, 210th overall. Um, so, you know, almost a draft afterthought, barely made the cut. And yet you've got him high on the roster here. And he is one of the highest scoring players this season um, that's on the roster in their league play. He's got uh, 12 points in 18 games, according to Elite Prospects. Uh, so is this maybe a bit of a, a bit of a hidden gem, maybe? Well, about the draft, I think that he would have been selected higher if he didn't have uh, so many injuries prior to the draft. I thought he would have been selected much higher, like possibly in the fourth or fifth round, but eventually he failed a bit from that projection. Uh, projection, And uh, I really like him as a player. He's a skilled and intelligent center. He competes and battles in all three zones. He's a flashy player with the puck. He has good vision. Uh, he's a good passer. Yeah, and he can also score goals. More of a playmaker, in my opinion, but he's also a good finisher. Uh, I think, despite the point totals this season, he hasn't been as impressive as I hope. hope uh, he doesn't seem to have as much confidence as last season, but he's been improving in at face-offs and uh, playing pretty well nevertheless. So I think the World Juniors will be a big tournament for him because he could get some much-needed confidence if he manages to play well, and I think he will have a, a pretty big role on the team. I could see him on the second line for the Finns. Yeah, that's something that I've noticed in the history of the World Junior Tournament, where you can have players, and remember, these are teenage kids, and this guy that we're talking about right now, Yuso Parsonainen, is 19 years old, um, and he's playing in professional hockey in a men's league. So I've seen a lot of players who are playing pro hockey, and, and be it the Liga, the AHL, or even the NHL, and they're being used sparingly because they're young and they're in a men's league, and they're not used to you know, being so far down on the team depth chart. And then when they get out on the ice, they can find themselves a little bit overmatched or physically or overwhelmed or, you know, maybe even the spotlight of, of the league. Um, so their confidence takes a hit. And then they come and play a tournament in the World Junior where they're really able to excel. And 
and they feel very comfortable playing against players their own age or younger and and really perform and play a prominent role and rediscover their confidence and that carries with them back to their club teams in whatever whatever league it is uh, so that's something that I think we can we can look for with Yusuf Parson, and that that could be very interesting. Um, the next player I want to ask you about is a player I know um, nothing about, including how to pronounce his name, and that's uh, Mikhail Pietia. I think Pietia. Yeah, oh, I'll take your word on that one. So this is a Columbus Blue Jackets prospect. They picked him in the fourth round of the past draft. And, um, you know, he's having a really strong season right now over with um, uh, TPS. TPS, yeah. Um, in the U20 league, he's got 19 points in 16 games. And he's been recalled to to Liga, or Liga, sorry, where he doesn't have any points yet. But uh, tell me a little bit about this guy. Is he a player who could round out the bottom six? Yeah, I definitely think so. I think he could surprise a lot of people because I think he's a a good all-around forward. He doesn't necessarily have one attribute that stands out the most, but he's good in all areas of the game. I like his skill, poise and smarts. He rarely makes a bad decision. He's responsible both with and without the puck, and he's a strong skater. He has quick feet, he can reach good top speed. Uh, I think he could be a really good fourth or third line guy for the Finns. Uh, even if his ice time would be limited, I think he would he could still be a really valuable player for them. Okay, and let's talk about the the Ratu brother that, that did make the team again, another returning player, and that is Arizona Coyotes prospect Aku Ratu. And it's not pronounced Ratty, it's Ratu, right? Yes, Ratu. Ratu, okay. Uh, so he's a returning player. Um, we, lots of conversation already about his younger brother, who's potential first-round pick, potential first overall. Uh, we covered him right off the top. What's the upside with his brother? I think he has some really nice upside. He is a hard-working player, but uh, relentless, but also has speed and skill. He is really quick to pressure opponents. He causes them trouble because he's very active without the puck. Uh, and offensively, he has good vision. He moves pucks into good spots. He can create and create space and make plays. Uh, he's really good uh, with his cutbacks. He can change directions quickly. He's really good along the boards with the puck in the corners. And I really like his game for a few seasons after watching him first in the U18s. Uh, I think he could be a, a really good find in the fourth round for the Arizona Coyotes. I see definitely NHL upside in him. But not first-line upside like his brother. No, I think he is more like a second or third-line guy, possibly. But he can play in a lot of roles. He's versatile. And I think at the World Juniors, the coaches will be able to trust him to play 
in pretty much any situation. Right on. Uh, okay, so there's three players um, on the forward roster here that are undrafted free agents. Um, that would be Benjamin Koronen, Miko Petman, and Pateri Puaka. Um, however you pronounce their names. Are any of these guys likely to play a prominent role on this team or maybe be interchanging? Uh, are there any hidden gems here or players who could be... Um, you know, drafted as overagers or signed as free agents? I think Puhakka could be a possible uh, peak in next year's NHL draft. I thought he already had a good chance to be drafted this year. He's a technically skilled player, very strong skater, has good speed, smooth, smooth on his skates. Uh, he has some really interesting offensive potential and i think when i've been watching him play with tapara in the league and also in the mespis with tuto i think he seems to play well with pretty much anyone uh, i think he's the most interesting player of those three when thinking about the draft but i do like also miko petman in particular uh, he's a physical winger, has a heavy shot. He's going to bring some grit and sandpaper to the team. Probably not going to have, you know, a really big role offensively, but he, I think he's going to be an interesting guy to watch. He's been playing well in the league this season. All right. And... Who else do you see as uh, a lock for the roster outside of the, the top six and the four centers that we talked about? Well, I think Matthias Mantukivi is going to play. Also, Mikael Pyhti and Puhakka, I could see on the in the top six. Uh, sorry, in the in the in the top, in the first four lines. What, uh, what kind of player is Matthias Mantikivi, the Boston Bruins 19th sixth round pick? Uh, Two-way player, I guess, kind of all round? Yeah, he, he plays well both with and without the puck. I think he's got some really nice skill with the puck. He sees the ice really well. He can deliver some really impressive passes i think his skating has been a bit of an issue in the past he's not really that quick but uh, i think he because of his his responsibility he will be able to play in a pretty big role for the Finns, and i think he could look good on the third line Possibly. All right. So there's a couple of players here as we scroll down the depth chart that don't seem like they have um, uh, much ability to make an impact on this on this team for the tournament. And maybe they don't even have a lot of fantasy upside, which brings me back to our original conversation. And why in the world isn't Patrick Pistola and Atu Ratu on this roster? I mean, even if they're players that 
you don't want to put on the roster. It'd be nice to have them, you know, in the bullpen. So if you have an injury to one of your top six players, you can pull one of those guys out and plug and play them. And they at least have demonstrated in the past the ability to excel in, in these type of roles and, and to keep up with the pace of play. Uh, I'm not sure that we've seen that from some of the players that did make the roster. Is is that an accurate assessment, would you say? Yeah, I think that's accurate. I think Puistol and Ratu would have been strong contributors, especially offensively. And I really haven't seen same kind of abilities from some of the other players on the team. But it will be interesting to see how the offense performs because there will be a lot of uh, discussions if the if the team doesn't perform well, especially the offense regard, as, uh, regarding the omissions of Ratu and Puistola. Yeah, like did they sleep with the coach's daughter or something? Like why aren't they on the team? I can't figure it out. Uh, well, if the team can't score, then that's going to put a lot more pressure on the goaltenders who we talked about earlier as well, in particular, uh, Joel Blomquist. Um, so hopefully he's up to the task. Uh, is there any other players or, or storylines with Finland that you wanted to, to get in here? Or, uh, or what's your prediction, I guess, for how they do this tournament overall? Well, I think they will do well. Uh, I think Canada is the favorite, a clear-cut favorite to, to win the group. But I think Finland will be able to compete well against uh, Germany, Slovakia and Switzerland. But they shouldn't underestimate those opponents either. I think Germany has been improving a lot in the last few years. Switzerland has usually a hard-working strong skating team and Slovakia I think could be a, a surprise this year so I think the Finns will definitely will will be we will be able to play in the to make it to the quarterfinals but from then on it will be interesting to see how far they can go yeah, making the gold medal game is sometimes harder than than winning the gold medal game um and with Finland needing to get past Canada to get to that gold medal game. I think, you know, if, if Finland wins the gold, they might be able to to lay claim to that. But, uh, you know, getting by Canada, you'll still have to deal with either probably USA or uh, Russia once you get there. So it's not going to be an easy road for them. Uh, hopefully they can find themselves in some kind of a medal game when the dust settles on the season or the tournament, I should say. And hopefully there even is a tournament and that this doesn't blow up from COVID breakouts. Uh, Marco Bombino, you've been a fantastic uh, guest covering Finland. Your insight is very valued and appreciated. And I can't thank you enough for, for coming on the podcast. Again, follow him on Twitter at Marco Bom- underscore B-O-M-B-I-N-O. Uh, he is a scout with McKean's and for the USHL team, the Chicago Steel. And his. tell me a little bit about your, your website, finishjuniorhockey.com. 
Well, there I write a lot about the Finnish prospects, uh, not only those that are playing pro hockey, but also younger, the U20, U18 league players. Uh, try to cover the 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 Finnish junior hockey as well as I can. Yeah, and it's in English, so if you're listening to this podcast, you you appreciate the fact that. Those are English articles, and uh, there's some great stuff on there. Um, again, thanks for your time, Marco. Uh, can't thank you enough, and this has been a lot of fun. I can't wait for the tournament to start, and uh, I'll have to get you back on again, talking about maybe uh, a couple players in the draft coming up for, for whenever the draft comes around. Thank you, Peter. It was a pleasure to be here. Uh, the pleasure was mine, sir. The pleasure was mine. All right. Uh, We'll get you back on the, the podcast in the future. Until then, enjoy the World Juniors, everybody, and we'll see you on the next episode.